Incredible sponsors. Hey, if you guess this first sponsor, we're going to go with the honor system. If you guess this first sponsor, email me so I can send you a gift card. We're going to play a little game. All right. Number one, Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer made for screen printers by screen printers. They understand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing business. You know, Rum and the gang are, they really pride themselves on being super fast, super easy. They're always trying to innovate and just deliver the best customer service possible. I mean, they're a true partner in your business. Uh, you know, the amount of times that they can help you know, rush something, get something done quicker. If there's an issue, they make up for it. They are awesome. And so make sure to also use Printavo15. That's the promo code and that gets you 15% off your order. Thanks, Supercolor. Bruce, if you need a solution to improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, um, there's Graphic Source. Graphic Source offers industry-leading outsource options for your shop by truly becoming a part of your team. They plug and play with Printavo and other shop management software when it comes to steps, mockups, creative art, order management, embroidery, digitizing, back office admin, and customer service. There's no better company in the industry to work with. They have over 30 years in the game. They really know and understand shop needs and have a proven track record of success. Um, hit up Graphic Source for your art staffing needs. Uh, use the printav the code PrintavoPod24 for your 50% off your first vector step or embroidery over order. Uh, we have um, three, four employees from Graphic Source, full-time dedicated, um, that handle a ton of stuff in our shop. Thanks, Graphic Source. Steven, when was the last time you cleaned dirty screens? Um, well, I want our shop to do well. So instead I just buy them really nice chemicals because you know, <laughs> I'm not the best at it. I saw you clean dirty screens last time I was out there, but that was, that must've been like two years, three years ago. <laughs> I'd love to see like, you clean dirty screens, Bruce. I'm into it, but you know, you shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy ways line up for environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster and more efficiently costing you a fraction of the cost per screen. Campus Inc.'s working with 701 and 842 to be able to help them in Reclaim. If you need a company to help you guys with how-tos, best practices, or just questions, EasyWay's team is awesome. They're there to work with you. They work with 100-plus distributors all over the states. They're a great partner in your shop's growth. Thanks, EasyWay. Um, Bruce? Multicraft Daddy, Multicraft underscore Daddy, has 962 followers on Instagram. We're trying to get him across a thousand. Um, and if you DM him, you might get a free case of PMI tape. Uh, for over 50 years, Multicraft has been providing you with top brands at competitive prices. And uh, PMI tape has partnered along to give away one free case of tape per episode. So follow multicraft underscore daddy on Instagram, shoot him a DM, um, and maybe you'll win. If you mention the Printavo pod, you'll get 10% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back. You've got the favorite fans of the shirt showies combined with Printavo print hustlers mm. all together. One episode for the first annual shirties. <laughs> We're really excited to be able to go through 10 different categories for people that we've each nominated for the different categories this year. And you'll be receiving something very special from Andy in the mail. Very excited for that too. <laughs> that Maybe. weight is on you now. Maybe. So I still in our warehouse still have like 200 Bruce bobbleheads 
So right. maybe that's been substituted. Maybe we can Mike Tyson them and send them out or something. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. All right, that's the award. Yeah. Let's jump on in. Andy, you want to kick us off with the first <laughs> category? Category number one is favorite guest. So on on our pod and on your pod, who was your favorite guest? Anthony Dickery um, Meal. <laughs> oh, you day. said that? Did you Anthony really say Anthony Literally, it's in my thing. Oh my Gosh. God. And you know, it's funny. I made my notes separately because I was like, I don't want you to see any of my uh, nominations. All right, go ahead. Um, well, I guess that's a unanimous from from uh, our show was uh, the Sticker Mule founder, uh, Anthony Constantino. Just like an underground person. Um, I don't know how many hundreds and millions of dollars they do at Sticker Mule, but it was so fascinating to learn about how he innovated through the process um, and struggled. Um, and like I said, like he's not out in the public, which I think makes him that much cooler. That's what I, I was just a really killer episode. Bruce, what about yourself? From I, I from the internal engineering teams, customizing machines literally to handle short order sticker runs and having them figure that out to, you know, building machine learning to handle art proofs that are within a couple seconds and to text the customer. I mean, I think... I think that's just unbelievable, right? And, and then now Anthony wants decided he wants to be a pro boxer, so he's he's in Mexico training mm. to be a pro boxer. Wow, is uh, isn't there a place in New York by you, Dylan? No, I don't know. I have no idea. Say so like upstate burn it down. New York. Where are you guys? In upstate New York. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all of New York, York, other than the city. <laughs> so I mean, it's a big, it's a big place. All yeah, right. I mean. To add to that, though, uh, he Sticker Mule's user experience is amazing. You know, the like best, I, yeah. it's it's hard to beat. It's it's unbelievable, and that's why we even like using them. You know, as yeah. uh, uh, we have options, right? But we, as a as a company, when we're buying stickers for uh, maybe our customers or something like that, and for ourselves, Sticker Mule is great. Didn't they have Do a thing, know? or weren't they coming out with a thing where we could order through them for our customers? Yeah, I think they have a wholesale option or something coming out, but they also just released shirts. Like you can order shirts from there. Anyone order from yeah, them? Yeah, I'm really sick of seeing that fucking commercial. Oh, right. Where the dude turns into the shrimp or whatever it is. Have yeah. you not seen that on YouTube? <laughs> no. It's like in every every video I watch is the sticker mule t-shirt thing. He's like sitting don't. at a bar and the guy comes up and says, hey, Vinny, fucking whatever. And he's like eating something. He's like, how about a shirt with a shrimp on it? Maybe the dude turns into a shrimp and I'm like, what is this commercial? <laughs> Maybe they're just so, targeting. Go to the three dots, push your finger on it and then say hi, dad. And then tell them you see it too much or sell, tell them it's irrelevant or tell them that it's offensive to you and you need to cancel. <laughs> you want to cancel them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Dylan, you want to go first? Dave Gardner. Ah, same. Yeah, it's hilarious that we both chose the same one. Why? Why'd you? Why'd you pick that episode? I really like. I mean, nothing against anybody, but like, I really like episodes when we talk to somebody that just has knowledge that I haven't heard before, or a lot of insight into things that were in the past or what's coming in the future. And I feel like Dave was very insightful on like how things were done. And like, just again, like him creating a lot of processes that we all use today. And the whole underbase story was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think just a lot of that, like, you know, like a pioneer in our industry, just hearing like how things really are and not, it's not like a fluff, like promote me piece. You know what I mean? Like David never done like a podcast or like doesn't really talk about his shit. And then just to come on and shoot the shit with us and be a real human being was great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, we laughed, we cried. Um, we told stories. We could have talked to him for another like two hours and it would have been fun. We could have had a part two. Those, one of those guests where you, you know, have them, like you have to split it because there's so much. And um, I, I liked him as a person too, you know, just how his like demeanor and his sense of humor yeah. and everything. And also we can't forget that was our three year anniversary show. Really? So, yeah. I'm about that. So think when, you, when you hear the word new Buffalo and someone talks about screen printing, you're like, oh, you've got some stories, right? Mm -hmm. New yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Right? yeah. And now he's working for Gildan too. So right. yeah, it's pretty cool. I like talking to those kind of people. So that was a, that was a highlight for me. Should we move on? Yeah, All let's right. do it. N number two, blank of the year. Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to go first? We'll switch it up. Go for it. I, I can. I have uh, some uh, documents prepared here. So <laughs> I printed out our um, this year and last year because I, I wanted it to be more than just um, my opinion on, on what the blank of the year is. But I wanted to look at like data and say, oh, well, this is what we sold a lot of or more of. And I was surprised because I um, I personally picked the 1717 comfort color. Uh, but I, I, it's not our like number one seller, of course. So I, I can go down the list really quick and tell you where it lands. So number one, it's actually is a, not that cheap either. The uh, price point's high, you know, which I think people are, what's funny is whenever we print, um, on a comfort color for a brand, you know, how the, the labels are, are not tear away. They are happy to leave them in. Mm -hmm. They like them in because it's that perceived value is increased. And so they can charge more, but anyway, our number one shirt uh, but and it, it takes up 12.58 percent of all of our sales the gildan 5000 then comes the 3001 cvc 3001 just regular uh 64000 soft style 18500 gildan 8000 5000 b and then finally the 1717 and it only comes to 1.96 so basically two percent of all of our sales which i was like okay well how did it do compared to last year, doubled. What do you think of that? The 1717 doubled, you're saying? Yeah, so our sales for the 1717 doubled from 2022. And I think that's there, a great... Go ahead. Were there any garment cost changes in that? Mm. Everything went up. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think like, it was... Is it skewed to that, or is it actually selling more units? It's selling more units. It doubled the sales of units. You know, I would little... agree. We don't necessarily have the same customers, but I would agree with your list. Like basically everything you said is our go-to as well. Like, but I feel like it's not necessarily fair to say best blank of the year in that category, because there's so many customers that are just looking for a shirt to put a design on and sell and make a quick buck. Like all those like five thousands and 18 fives and all the other stuff. Like they're great. It's great. But like, those are mostly your people that are coming and just being like, I just need shirts, like mm -hmm. their giveaways or their whatever. But like the brands and the people that are caring more about the quality of the apparel is where you're getting the 3001 CVCs and the 
comfort colors and whatever. My I, my answer for this is the 1717, just because that's my new favorite shirt for me personally this year. Like all the shirts I own now are 1717s. And I'm also snobby where there's friends that are printing things or other shops that are printing cool designs. And they're like, oh, you know, I'll make you one. And I was like, well, I don't want to be that asshole. But like, and I've asked you this before. I was like, can you print me one, but put it on a 1717? Because yeah. like, I won't wear it if it's anything else. <laughs> that was like, uh, with Matt, Mark got, we used to print whatever design we had for the rest of the team, but his was on black shirt only. <laughs> yeah. Making special requests for it. Andy, Andy, if you were to if you were to have a customer walk in the door and they're like, "Give me your favorite shirt," what would it be? I think the crowd pleaser is three thousand one CVC, hmm. um, I agree. because you it, it's like the best of everything. Its price point is pretty good. Yeah, it's a little premium to um, like a, a basic tee, but you get a lot of bang for your buck um, if they're ordering for you know a bunch of people. Let's say they need a hundred shirts, and you're going to pass them out. I think that you have the greatest likability, like you're going to please most of the people compared to getting them a pigment dyed 1717 or a, or, or like a basic tea. I just think that that's what I would recommend because it's also better to print on, I suppose. Um, um, and also um, less shrinkability, probably. I don't know, just all around. That's just a great shirt. Mm -hmm. Still, um, our most popular is the 5,000. I can't tell you why. Um, it's just variety of colors, availability, price point. Um, yeah, I mean, it still it still works, but I would always recommend the 3,001 CVC. Personally. We we did 3,001 CVC for a really long time. That was our go-to, again, for the same reasons as you. Crowd pleaser, it's got all the things. It doesn't shrink as much, like all this other stuff. But I think more and more over the last two years, I've seen a lot of like dropping the ball with that shirt, like holes or stock issues or just whatever. So like in doing the stuff with Gildan, like and testing some things and they kind of did, Stephen, when you were there, they did like the blind test where we all felt the stuff and we were like, oh, this one's got to be the American apparel, whatever, because it's like so nice. But it ended up being the hammer tee. Hmm. And after that, well, I kind of already like the hammer tee. We actually printed a ton of upstate merch stuff on hammer tees for the front room before that. But I think especially after that meeting, I've been kind of pushing people that don't necessarily want a form fitting shirt, but want a really nice shirt. I've been pushing them on the hammer tee as much. How as much is the hammer tee again? Where does it fall? Like I don't uh, know right off. It's kind of middle ground. It's in between a, a comfort and a like a 3001, right? Maybe four yeah, bucks or something. Four bucks, 399. Mm -hmm. 399 depends on are, are you logged into my account get, get out <laughs> he's adding stuff to the cart right now according to, to campus inks uh mm. pricing it's about 399 bruce almost changed our shipping default address to his front doorstep once and almost <laughs> got 100 <laughs> ups boxes um that's nice start printing uh bruce you'll probably say like lululemon or as color so i'll go first <laughs> Um, Why isn't AS color on the list versus the, um, you know, maybe Bruce, I guess 1717 is a little different than the staple, but did I guess? Or, right? I mean, I love the AS color just because of the lane, like being taller, like I'd love to wear more Bella, but it's just vertically like it starts looking like a crop top after a while for me. That's a big deal with me, too. That's a that's that is the one thing that I talk about when it's me personally is I need something that's long 
because it will become a belly shirt. And for me, it's a little less <laughs> flattering than you, Bruce. But I mean, I would say the reason why uh, AS Color doesn't fall on our top 10 as far as, you know, um, how many shirts we sell or most popular shirt is just because availability for, for us, convenience. Like if, SNA, like if a major distributor had it and just some basic styles and some of the colors, uh, I think that we would go to it more, but if you have, 100%. like for us, you know, it's, it's hard, harder to get, takes longer to get that kind of thing. Recently we had a large customer. They, they requested AS color and we don't normally print on a lot of it exactly for Andy's reason because of the convenience and whatever else. And I reached out to AS color and was like, Hey, I've got this large client that wants to use you. Like, I guess I need a rep and like, can you get me whatever? And they were like super helpful through the whole thing. And like, obviously like got me going with it. And, one of the things too is I actually kind of knew the rep that they gave me and he was like, yeah, dude, pick out a bunch of stuff for yourself too. And like, I'll send it to you as samples or whatever. And I didn't realize the offerings that they had, like they have mm. a ton of stuff. Like they have like bags and pouches and Some fucking hats stuff, and like, yeah, like weird shit. And yeah. I was like, these Powerful. are awesome. Like, I was like, I really want this like jacket and like a backpack and like a shoulder bag and like all this stuff. So I like asked for those and he was like, yeah, dude, no problem. Aren't they, they have one by you yeah or? yeah they have one that's like a one-day ship for me and wow. back when i first learned of them they were all california and i was like well i'm not going to order from them because everything's mm. gonna be a five-day ship and whatever and again the convenience of just ordering from like an sns or whatever but um yeah now they're closer and it's a it's a good option so i'm i'm adding them to our showroom um once we get some stuff in so i'm excited to see how that goes all right, Bruce. Sorry, I uh, interjected. What's your What's your blank of the year? <laughs> Mine is completely for different reasons, but yeah, no, it's the uh, their staple tee is um, that's my go to. That's where my closet's mostly made up of right now, mainly because the length and the softness is just like unbelievable. But then they also have this really cool uh, fifty forty. It's the stone wash, um, so it kind of has that comfort colorsy faded look, but that that. The dyed look, but also fits me super well. What about you, Sue? Um, well, in my heart, it's the independent PRM forty five hundred tie dye. Um, that'll just win for you know, forever. That's just your uh, look. Like when I think of you, that's what I think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's funny is uh, I added one more to the mix, and Carson's like, "Do you get a new hoodie?" I was like, huh, how'd you notice? Um, and they came out with tie-dye shorts and pants. So like, I just feel set. But um, as a business, uh, really, really impressed with like Gildan this year on their American Apparel. So their 2001 has been a go-to for us. Um, I'm kind of with you. I used to push the Bella 3001. The price point went up a ton. Um, and the 2001 is like nicely priced. It's like 370, $375. Um, and... Uh, the Gildan midweight hooded sweatshirt, the soft style hooded sweatshirt. Um, I think it's like SF 500. We're using that a ton more than Gildan 18 fives. It's like the auto upgrade and it's only a couple bucks more. Um, it, it just feels a lot better. Is it close to the same weight, similar weight, you know, uh, 8.4 ounces versus what's the 18 yeah it's just about the same it's like 0.2 ounces different um but they have like nicer like rope stringy things um yeah i mean we just 
I feel like we just like a little bit more and we weren't introduced to it until we found out about it at Gildan. Um, I had no yeah. idea that it existed. And I was like, let's just make this our default hoodie for the year. So that's I've been also impressed. like a, that's like a comb cotton too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been generally impressed with Gildan's kind of like elevation of some of their, like their hammer tee and then some of the American apparel pieces. Like the 1301 is essentially the comfort colors 1717 with a tearaway. Um, so I'm excited to see how they, how they progress this year. I feel like they've been doing yeah. a good job. Good job, Gildan. I agree. Steven, uh, two things before we move on. Both go to Steven. How many monitors do you have there? I feel like you have at least three or four. You know, you used to be the software king, and then you became the software queen, I think we decided. And now you're maybe just the software princess. I think there's a couple of people above you. But how many monitors do you have right in there? That we're looking at right now? That you're looking at, not not us. We're not. We can't see them. But how many... I have my laptop in the middle and then I have a screen on the right and left. And then I use my iPhone as a camera because it works as a really good webcam. Mm. So I'm staring at three. How many are you staring at? <laughs> one, just one. I don't know. Bruce, um, with my laptop. Yeah. I have yeah. my setup. I mean, I it like sounds it. legit. Oh, it. He's got yeah. all the things going. He, he's yeah. been on it with the knowledge. We were asking questions about pricing and ounces and Steven's yeah. on it. So that's yeah. a good idea about your iPhone. So is, is your iPhone flipped? Which camera are you using the back or the front? The front. So MacBook came out with this thing called continuity cam. You can put your iPhone, lock it and put it above your computer and it'll default as your webcam. And it's super high res. Wow. So um, there you go. When the shirt like show goes out in 4K next year, I think. <laughs> shirt we show like keeping now it, in 4K. We like keeping it fuzzy. It makes us look better. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like in your basement. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Um, and I don't think Zoom records past like 720 or whatever. Anyway, who knows? Uh, but my part two or second question is, are you a closet deadhead? What What does that mean? He know. loves the Grateful Dead. Like, like, Grateful Dead. Yeah. Do I love Grateful Dead? No. Yeah, you drop acid and go to shows and, you know. No. Generally. That's a, different, that's a different tie-dye color, though. They, 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 isn't that like more of a, a yellow foundation? Like rainbow uh, spiral? Yeah. Honestly, the reason I started wearing this during COVID, I've put on one hoodie and it said Campus Inc. on it. And there was no one going to the shop, so I was just wearing it every day. And that was like my COVID hoodie. Um, and then I discovered this one and it's just so comfortable. It's like, it, it's awesome. So, um, I've accumulated them and I don't have to think about it. So, right yeah. now, it's, now it's your look. The nice Maybe thing about it too, it is it's like, it's like why we wear camo or Heather gray is because if you get a stain on it, you can't tell. Yeah. You have to just give it the sniff test. Cause you know, they get mixed <laughs> up and stuff, but, um, I don't know when I was a little bit younger, I wear the one seven, one seven in blue jean all day, every day. So. Uh, I'll, I'll go through, I'll go through another shift. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we all grow up. Okay. Next Coolest moment of the year. This is the nomination for something that's happened that you've uh, really stuck out in your mind is wow. That was a lot of fun. Or I really remember that. That was pretty special. Dylan, you want to kick us off? Well, fuck. <laughs> Andy, you want to kick us off? <laughs> So is it like for me personally or just like the yeah, industry? For you. Yeah, for you. Coolest moment of the year? Industry related or not? 
Or just no, like I should say, I, I feel like I think it just, should be industry related. I like I like oh. um why, why don't we give a personal and an industry one? Like Bruce can say when he was like he caught that perfect wave, you know, and then he could tell us about um an industry thing. So I think I think they're both interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go first. Andy, Andy, you go first. Um, all right, all right, all right. So um uh, personally, I would have to go with then waking up from surgery and not having a stabbing shooting pain going down my leg. That was that was pretty cool. I would have to say because it had been there 24 seven for a year. And um, yeah, you don't know, you don't know when you're going to wake up what you'll feel like. And it was I felt better for the first time. That was so that would be personally like my coolest moment. But industry-wise, uh, it was being invited to MNR's Day of Ideation because I felt special, you know, like it was, uh, so we went up, Dylan was there too, but there was like a handful of us that went to MNR and we talked about like um, some different things on um, like a SWOT analysis and how they were doing and what could they like do better. And I would love to do that like for our company, you know, like it, I think it's really good to reflect like that and, and to be chosen to do that was really cool. And so they flew us up there. I got picked up at O'Hare in like a, like a limo, you know, situation wasn't a limo, but you know what I mean? And, um, they, they got me a hotel. They fed me all really nice stuff. So, um, I felt very special. Awesome. You know, that's a really good point, actually, by the way, is like we, we we don't just like stare at the wall enough sometimes of just like let things think or let things, you know, marinate, especially letting the team do that, too, let alone us. Um, but that's really cool. I think that, and by was the way, really good. I, I told them that was a great idea for them to work with you, not only on that, but also the Cobra stuff that, that you guys did together, you know, just as like. I guess you can call it influencer marketing, but I thought that was a hit. Mm. I think the thing with Gildan, or not with Gildan, with uh, M&R was really good because everyone who went, and there was, what, four or five of us? Because it was me and you and Tyler and... Uh, Wallflower. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there was a handful of people. I don't remember. And... Uh, I think we all went in there kind of frustrated, like, which was good. And I think that's why they had us out is because we just lit into them for two days. But we were also compassionate, too. And it was and kind of sandwiches like, suck. <laughs> no, I mean, it, in reality, it was all the key people in sales and, you know, making new equipment and all these other things. And we just went in there with like, hey, like this fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Or like, this is why, like, not just going in and complaining, but being like, this could be a good solution to this. And it was good. Like they were super receptive to it. And I feel like they've made changes already with certain things. Which and is really hard, you know? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, Such a big company like that. Yeah. Like it was really good of them to do that. Like I, me and Andy have said this too, like having people out in our own shops to just tear us down would suck and it hurts, but we're better for it afterwards so i think i think it was really brave of them to do something like that and then actually make changes it's been pretty sweet to see i, th I think what's cool is there's like a moment of self-awareness and it's not like they're bringing in you know 20 auto shops they're bringing in 
guys that actually talk to people every day, like you're almost like a, a little buffer to MNR when you, you know, you'll, you might hear about a complaint before they do. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you're an extension of them out and out in the, in the field. And if they can spend time in understanding and like really listen to it, that's pretty cool. That's like a very humbling thing to do. So I, and I think it's awesome. The thing is too, is like, they've been doing it for so long and kind of been in their own bubble of like, this is how we do things and the old school sales guys and all that sort of stuff. And Tyler brought up a good point to them that kind of made them go like, oh shit is like, even just the mild boys chat group. Like they were like, Tyler was like, yeah, like I'll get a quote and I'll present it to my friends in this group and we'll tear it apart and be like, is this a good deal? Is this not a mm -hmm. deal? Is this like something to do with the equipment or maybe you should get this or you should tweak this or whatever. And they were like, you guys talk to each other about this. And it's like, yeah, we all fucking like share information and like, make sure we're all got each other's backs. And they were kind of like, Oh shit. You know, like the old school way of like, don't tell yeah, anybody what this share. quote is or yeah, like, yeah. don't share this information. And we're all just like, nah, dude, we're, we're all in this together now. And it's not the old school way of everyone's gatekeeping everything. And I think that was eye opening. I think that's that. also a small company versus large company. Like you mentioned, a twenty auto shop. You know, I, I don't know if that owner maybe even sees the quote, let alone um, hmm. is like talking about it around. But for sure, like you know, the the majority of I call it small to medium sized businesses are all online, <laughs> yeah, and are texting each other and sharing it. Who's next, Bruce? You next? Um. You know, it's funny you mentioned, um, Andy, the, the surfing stuff, which is something that I was thinking about personally is, is like picking up a hobby and getting like way more serious about it, which has definitely been really cool to do that. But I think, uh, my wife's been really pushing for years to, she wanted to do a cruise to Antarctica and, um, we were able to do that in March. And I think there was two reasons why it was just so cool. Number one, uh, the, the landscape, I mean, if you could take it off like a week and a half or so, the landscape between Argentina, Argentina is just incredible with the food and the people and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, sailing or, or like cruising across and seeing the, like the icebergs and all this stuff and the animals there is unreal, but also the cell phone service is absolutely terrible. Like they use the Elon Starlink thing on the boat, but it's so slow. It's worse than Southwest Wi-Fi, And, uh, and so that forced me to be off my phone. Whereas I think we're all like, like you ever just sit down and you have a blank minute and then you just like open Instagram or, or something like that. And you just start scrolling on something. It's, and sickness, it's like, dude. it's subconscious. It's not even like I, my brain said, open the app and then let's go see what's new. It's just, it happens without me actively thinking about it. And that was a cool time because it helped break, I think that sort of addiction. Um, and not that I like, I'm, I think I'm back, but like, but that was a cool break to breathe so much more present uh, with like, with her and then just in the moment there too. So personally, that was dope. And then I think industry wise, you know, I got to go with print hustlers kind of I, every year, I think it's just such a special moment, um, especially with made lab really hosting and doing an incredible job this year, because 
I feel like half of it is just people hanging out together. Like it's, it's like a, you know, sometimes with the trade shows, it's just like, so go, go, go. There's so much happening. People got to see this or do that or whatever. And there's so many people, but this one, it's like people just literally get to hang out. And then also here, I feel like the speaker quality every single year just overall gets really, really good. And it just like, there's stuff that I think about that was incredible. Um, so I think those two are my picks. How about you, Fred? Where are you at? Um, I'll do, so I'll start personal. Um, obviously like people have seen what's going on at Campus Inc and it's, we're kind of on this new trajectory. And so I personally, um, made a commitment to get back into like running. So I ran a marathon this year. That was, that was a big one. Um, hadn't run for a long time. And that was like, as crazy as everything's going, um, finding stability in health, um, I think was big. Was that um, a full marathon? It was, it wasn't. So how, how long <laughs> did you train for that? Um, you know, I started late. I started in July, I want to say, I think. Uh, and then I ran the first week of October. So yeah. Um, about 90 days or so. Wow. Uh, Should have just said you got out of bed and ran a marathon, like <laughs> never trained. But it, it was an interesting time, you know, uh, like the business was going through an interesting time. There were some, some, some big decisions that were being made and I was like, I can't handle this. So I just need to force Gump. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was a good, it was a, I was really happy about that decision. So, um, don't regret that one, um, at all. Um, coolest moment of the year. Well, at our holiday party at second city, the comedian asked if anyone deserved a raise and no one raised their hand. So that was awesome. <laughs> I'm just like looking around. <laughs> I'm like, uh, um, probably the, the coolest print hustlers was incredible this year. Um, it was just a really, really special day. It's my birthday. It's been on my birthday the last couple of years, which makes it all the more fun because I'm just with all the people I want to be with. Um, having a good time talking about things that I want to talk about. And so if I could spend my birthday with the print hustlers every week, every year, I would do that. You were um, also one of my favorite speakers there. Thank you. I mean, I know we're friends yeah. and all, but like in reality, your talk, I got more out of, it, I think it was, it was amazing, ones. but also yeah. the, the, entertainment quality was like a plus like like sniff scratch and sniff stars yeah um i think it's turning into something special and i missed andy this year obviously andy you'll, you'll be back with us next year um yes for I sure thought. and we um I, we actually sang you happy birthday in fort worth last year dylan and i which um i don't know if you got that sort of treatment without I me or that. That. oh that well year, so well that's I'm good i'm, I'm happy to hear that <laughs> um, but we have a presentation to give, uh, in Long Beach in about 30 days. It's a seminar and we have no idea what we're doing. And since I just heard yours was really good, maybe you could write ours for us. I have like the, we have the slides, but I was thinking maybe I send that over to you and you, um, you know, you, you make it better. I, we would appreciate that. And by the way, uh, when you sign up shirt show 25 <laughs> gets you 25% off our seminar, which is like a thousand dollars, like in your pocket. Yeah. You make a thousand dollars. I think is how it works. Mm -hmm. they so pay sign up, come see through. us, come hang out. And yeah. you guys have a happy hour that you're hosting with live nation. It's going to be bigger and better. Gilden and yeah, Gilden and Live Nation, and it's at the. Is it called the? 
the harbor. Harbor. Yeah, it's a it's a got the whole bar. So yeah, it'll be there'll be a band playing. We don't know the band yet, but it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. a breakout artist kind of thing. But we'll see. Let's keep going. Um, Dylan, me? is it your, your, your yeah, oh, we're just skipping me, right? That's cool. <laughs> um, personal, I did, I did the last couple of years, I've done a lot of travel and that's been really exciting to just kind of see cool shit. Uh, I got to go to Kennedy space center, which was always on my bucket list to go to. And, uh, got to see everything there. That was amazing. That was kind of a highlight for me personally this year. Um, and then industry wise, I would say doing some of the traveling and seeing things with Gildan was super fun and amazing. Um, but also I think just going to industry events like print hustlers was great. Um, this year I went a little early and got time to just chill and relax, which was super nice. And then go to the event and listen to everybody speak was great. Um, but I just think there's so many more so in the last few years than any of the years before going to these events and stuff has been really cool because there's so many changes in the industry with like technology and everything else than before. So I think it's very important to go to these kind of things to just network with friends to learn about what they're doing and what they're changing and how they're going about it. So I would say it's kind of a blanket statement. Can I ask you a question? How does it feel now that you go to these events and people seek you out like you're a celebrity? Not Andy, obviously, but mm-hmm. like you. Well, what happens is I people walk up to me and they're like, Andy, how are you? And I'm like, no, I'm not Andy. <laughs> I'm the uh, other one. But, but really, like, how does that, I mean, you're kind of, you, you've been, you get done, of, you've done several hundred episodes, right? Like, how, how does that feel for you personally? Is it rewarding? Is it weird? Is it fun? I mean, I love it. Like, I love when people come up and talk to me. It's cool. I, I met a lot of really, really cool people that way that just i don't know like i've been told before that like i don't know people i I don't know if i'm not approachable or something but like ever since i've been like vocal on something like the show and doing all this other stuff like more people come up to me than probably would have without that so it's nice to just start random conversations with people but the the it's not a downside at all but like the weird part about it is like and you guys probably have this too where you meet somebody and you're just having a conversation say like at a bar or on the boat or whatever and then they start listing off things about your personal life that they already know <laughs> yeah you know what i mean they're like oh i know like i've had people just walk up to me and hand How me an iced tea X or whatever. Yeah, yeah and i'm like i'm like how did you know and they're like i know everything about you and it's like <laughs> it's like all right man that's cool but do people say, wow, you're a lot taller than I thought every time, every yeah. single time I mean, you're a tall guy. So yeah, but it's because so. of this chair. It's because yeah, I look yeah. like I'm in a tiny like human like chair, five two. right? But I'm yeah. six, two and I'm a large human. I'm a grizzly bear. So, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I like it. I, it doesn't happen to me. I don't get that. One time I, I tell the story that I was in, I was at Farrig's old condo. And I had a, um, You're a talking fan. About the dog loved you. Yeah. The dog, his dog humped my leg. And that's like, um, <laughs> I thought I felt really special. I was like it, I didn't know your, I mean, when you're watching the show, your dog much must be in the background and, you know, saw me and had to have me. You know? <laughs> and it was like, I thought you were taller. <laughs> yeah. 
Dylan, is that you? <laughs> well, the funny um, thing is, we're joking about that, but that has happened a few times where they don't know. Like, I guess they just listen. Well, yeah, dog's definitely hump Andy's leg because it's inviting <laughs> and he's into feet and it's weird. But just people thinking that I'm you and you're me is really weird mm-hmm. to me. Like we're two totally different human beings. Yeah. Um, but right. we also are, are blood brothers, remember? That's true. Yeah, we're on the so same page. We got a transfusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we are we moving on? Next, yes. Let's do it. Shop to watch. This is an exciting one. And you yeah, have to say the, why. A little bit a little bit about why you picked this. The Shirty Award for the Shop to Watch. Steven, you want to go first? All right. I'm going to go with uh, B graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys happen, Bruce? <laughs> That's so good. I don't know. I just discovered this on the last call. <laughs> Someone did something. I thumbs up and Zoom now like anime. Exploded. Uh, Davis. Oh, you didn't do that? I thought you did that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That's cool. great. Um, uh, what, what was the shop? Sorry. Uh, B Graphics. Um, Davis, uh, you pronounce the last name? Bruce Seigel? Yeah. Davis from B Graphics. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything about Davis. And then um, we interviewed him. And he has essentially turned his entire business, like sold his screen printing presses and does 100% DTF on demand and operates almost a thousand online stores and is doing it in real time. Um, and he, you know, as a, as a, as you know, there's, there's huge shops that do print on demand. Right. Um, but for a smaller shop to make that transition, um, it's almost like that's like the last, the last step, if you will. Um, and I think that's, pretty wild that he's pulling that off. Um, and it was just really fascinating to hear about some of the technology that he's installed that we hear about that, um, these huge companies are doing, and then he's doing it, um, in his shop. So that's, uh, that's my shop to watch for the year. Andy, what do you got? Well, I, uh, sincerely believe this and I am not, um, kissing any ass here, but I think the shop to watch is Campus Inc. And this is why. Uh, so Mark Cuban backed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it's not, not doing it for do me. It for <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Campus Inc. is Mark Cuban backed. The This ambassador college student um, formula is really genius. And I think the potential upside is massive. And here's the catch, though. If you can manage your growth with regards to production and team and everything that comes with that, you will become one of the most successful shops in our in the country, really. But that's 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 the tricky part. And also, I think, is you have to decide if you want to be I mean, how how much you want to grow. You know, because we've seen uh, just recently, actually, um, one of the largest screen printers, online screen printers uh, in the country, uh, try to do both. The balancing act of, hey, we have sales and we have a team and we have, you know, that kind of workflow. Balancing that with production workflow is really, really hard and then growing to be massive. And so, I mean, I guess you have to decide, you know, where how big you want to be, because you can be as big as you want with your formula. So congratulations. That's your, my shop of the year. Thank you. Called it. Uh, I appreciate that. I also appreciate the wisdom. And I think that's what I look to a lot of you all for is 
you know, I'm kind of running around with a super soaker and you guys are kind of just being like, Hey, watch out for this. Be careful for that. Cool here. Have you thought about this? And without you all, I wouldn't be as thoughtful. So I appreciate that. We all want you to succeed. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. Uh, My shop to watch is custom ink. Um, I feel like they're a little unknown underdog, but you know, they're, they're, they're making it. (laughs) Um, Interesting. No, I, uh, realistically, there's Mm. a few shops out there. I mean, I, everyone's kind of doing rad shit, but I really personally, like my personal Instagram, there's a few shops that I follow and I think I follow them because of the craft and like their dedication and what they're into. And there's a shop that's a good buddy of mine uh, is Black Dog Inc. out of Australia. And uh, he mostly manually prints, but he does like these crazy sim process prints manually. But he's constantly changing and tweaking things. And we talk a lot. And he's like, yeah, I have like these like formulations of like ink that he mixes things together to get the right, you know, everything he wants to be a certain way. And his prints are fucking phenomenal. And he just got on auto and like now he's trying to take all that knowledge from the manual to the auto. But I just love watching all the things that he's doing. And to me, they're somebody that's inspiring even to just see what can be done. And it's one of those, he's one of those people too that's like death to digital, you know, whatever, just because he's so into screen printing. But I, I, I pulled just up love his account. Seeing um, his so prints. Black dog underscore ink to see it. Unbelievable. <laughs> the prints are crazy. Yeah. Good yeah. time. And he's doing all these like by hand. That's cool. So definitely someone to check out. Um, that's my pick. Andy? Um, no, wait. I went. You. Sorry. I think you're I think you're it. You want to do it again? Um <laughs> Uh, I actually put uh, Jonathan at Success Print Shop. I think mm. w- when we talked to him, it was interesting because we we had a conversation with him maybe two, three years ago and then another one this year. And to see the progression from, you know, solo shop owner to now running a shop with maybe five people, but having so much free time, he was like, what do you think I should focus on or do? Because I've, you know, I've listened to your guys' show, I've listened to Shirt Show, and I've pulled all of these things that you said that you shouldn't do or you should do and you know use them in my shop to be more efficient i have a lot more free time so i have like really good work-life balance is that bad and i think that's just a student of the game like i i feel like Mm -hmm. that's incredible you just wasted so much less time you know from everybody else's mistakes that's what's supposed to happen and that's what your life's supposed to be like, you know, you're not supposed to be in the business, you know, 80 hours a week forever. So that's incredible for just two years. It'll be amazing to see what another two years will look like. Yeah, I agree with you. He is definitely a shop to watch. First of all, he's handsome. Second of all, he has a um, um, a background in accounting. And I think hmm. that so many shop owners have the opposite of whatever that is, you know, like we're, Oh, we're in a band and Oh, we're, we're sourcing merch and now we're printing merch. And if you were to ask them what your costs are, or what your, have you, what's your P and L look like, or in these kind of things, they have no idea. 
and they're like, uh, at the end of the month, you know, they have enough money for burger and fries and they're happy and that's great. But I think that also can get you into trouble with a few down months. And so not with Jonathan though, he is an accountant and accountants know, they know where they're at. And so I think that's important uh, to know. Yeah. I, I think Jonathan's also one of the most like upstanding guys too. Like I get handwritten cards, like he just checks mm -hmm. in. Um, I think what's really cool is he solved problems that shop owners are seeking to figure out at a really young age. And so he's kind of like unlocked that balance. He's got systems in place. He understands his numbers and a lot of people would, would be jealous of that. And he's done that so young. So now he can like pull some different lever levers in his business. So also, I mean, he also I built his own shop out of shipping containers. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. All right. Best product of the year. Is this a piece of equipment? Anything like. I feel like it could yeah. be anything. Best be product anything. of the year. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, for me personally here mm -hmm. at the shop, getting the laser was awesome. Um, we, again, are always striving to try to get the better detail out of the screens. And you don't know what you don't know until you get it. And then you find out like, holy shit, we can get this line to hold or this detail out or whatever. Um, and I've been super stoked on it, super impressed with a lot of the detail. We're doing reprints of things we did a year ago and we're finding new things in the artwork that we didn't have before. So uh, for me, that's been pretty sweet. And then up and coming thing we just talked about and you guys talked about too, was just like Matt with the uh, screen print GPT. Like I'm excited for that. I think that'll Wait. be, I think that'll be a really useful tool. I was just thinking about it for like my staff, just having like production manager or whatever, like be able to ask it a que uh, question on the fly and get some answers. Andy, what about yourself? For me, uh, for a longest time, the bane of our existence or one of the banes of our existence, there's multiple banes. Uh, but the uh, one of the big ones was just having clean squeegees and so uh, and flood bars. If you don't have if you're on press and you are setting up a job and the worst thing you can see as a as a shop, as a production manager or shop owner is a press not spinning because we're cleaning squeegees and flood bars to, you know, for the job that we were trying to run. Um, that's terrible. And so we had a system in place where we would have somebody that was dedicated to making sure we always had that. But if that person's gone or if they leave, then um, what I remember happening is at the end of the day, we would shut down production at four o'clock and clean squeegees and flood bars, like 80 of them or whatever it was that day. Everybody would pitch in and do it. But then we're not printing. So that's terrible, right? And so we had this thing that a machine that was helping us clean squeegees and flood bars, but still we broke five of them. It just wasn't very fast. And Yep. Huh. Then, uh, then uh, comes, you know, the quick clean that MNR uh, came out with. They, I think they launched it at um, ISS Long Beach this year, and uh, I got one. And so, it is amazing. You know, like you just put squeegees and flip bars in there, and you wait a little bit. You walk away and do other things, and then you come back, and then they're clean. And so, for me and for our shop, um, as far as a pain point, like what we really needed. I thought that was a great product. And was, I was really surprised that somebody didn't have it already. You know, it's here we are in 2023. Where's, where's the squeegee auto squeegee cleaner. And so, yeah, we, that's for me, product of the year. 
Sweet. Um, I think this came out a couple of years ago, but it's starting to be, I'm starting to see it more and more. Dylan, Andy, do you guys have the mem heat presses? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are the best freaking heat presses in the world. I do agree with the that. shuttle yep. you're talking about and the yeah. shuttle, like the mini one, the little guy, mm-hmm. and then the bigger one. And then we brought in a rotating one this year that, um, has, you know, one, one heat press and it'll, it'll do, uh, you can basically load it and it goes in a circle. And how do you, how do you feel about that one? Do you feel like it's worth it over the other ones? I, I love it. People fight over it at the shop. Um, because you can, you know, our run size is 75 to 150 pieces. Uh, anything, over three colors under 75 pieces we're probably doing on a transfer these days and so um you know one person can run it two people can run it you can train someone on it in a day um i will be getting more of them it is one of my new favorite tools yeah i was going to say that it seems like the fastest way or most efficient way to run that would be with multiple people maybe even three people yes so there's there's one that just came out that has two heat presses on it and six stations the one that we have just has one one press and two station or and and four stations so we'll run it around twice if we need to um Mm. but yeah it can move really really quick um and as transfers are getting better um yeah we we love it bruce what's your favorite product what's your least favorite heat press of the year (laughs) i can't even I i don't even remember the name some some junky piece of junk swivel junk um, no, I don't really have a, uh, a best product. If, if there's a company, I think that's, that's making an incredible product and just really focusing. I, I like PMI tape. I think they're, I, you know, I, I love when a company is just so focused and I think that's why I'm gravitated towards sticker mule. It's like dominating the space with just making stickers. What do you mean? You know, you, you couldn't imagine that if you were just getting started. And I think that's the same thing for PMI tape and having doing a facility tour, by the way, you guys, at least in uh, St. Louis, aren't too far away mm. from them over in Indianapolis, but um, it's incredible. I mean, they make the tape in-house, you know what I mean? And uh, never You did even, a tour there, didn't you? Didn't you do a video on them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah, to I remember see watching like glue go on paper like that and then how thin and mm. even it has to be. And a microscope, someone's watching this microscope go back and forth to look for inconsistencies. Let alone, you know, they they custom program these robots to auto. The robot boxes. thing is what blew my mind. They were like, "Oh, we trained it to do this, and now it does this," and <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, insane. What blew and, and my like mind? That. What blew my mind was how terrible Bruce is at taping a screen. Like when, uh, like <laughs> we're the best, as everyone knows. Kyle has the world record. He set it in Long Beach. It won't be touched. But Bruce, you have also the world record, but for the worst tape job in the history of I'm sure someone was below me no i was like number nine but didn't bruce also tape it the wrong way like wasn't the blue on the inside (laughs) well look like that was the first time using pmi tape it was a new product it was the new product award for that oh so you're blaming it on the product now no it's we've had that product for many many years (laughs) it wasn't wasn't new it was the breakthrough product of the year <laughs> last year. And so that's why I was just trying to understand where the blue goes. But, well, but I, I think to your point, Bruce, like people, I, my business par- partners used to fight split tape. They're like, we're not spending on that. That's a waste of money, whatever. And I think it's becoming the industry norm. Like if you're not using split tape, like you're losing money on time. Um, yeah. Andrew is really good. He's, he's the the guy you want to talk to at PMI, but he's, 
He has it broken down where you're, I think, losing a dollar per screen if you're not using their tape because it's just you're you're spending it on labor, in other words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. So, Is that a calculator yeah. online somewhere? <laughs> it should or be. Just... Ask uh, screen printing GPT. Um, <laughs> most innovative software, number six. Um, most innovative software of the year. Can be industry related. It could be an app. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could be just something you you fell in love with. Sarah, you got to kick this one off. No. <laughs> Andy, you got to kick this one off. Yeah, I found this thing. It's called Facebook. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, you can get friends and then they have groups and stuff. No, I think, uh, and it was as mentioned a minute ago, uh, Dylan, it was his favorite, one of his favorite products. But how can it not be screen print GPT? I think that, yeah, you know, um, like like Matt said, this wasn't around a year ago, um, and now here it is, and AI is, is is coming whether you like it or not. And here's this here's this software where um, you can ask a question and it's going to give you an answer about screen printing. That's amazing. And so, uh, never before in the history of humankind have we had anything like this. I love it. So mm-hmm. my my shirty goes to uh, goes to Matt. He's going to get, uh, I guess, a bobblehead. He, I'm sure he, I'm sure he can add it to his collection of bobbleheads. Edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dylan, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say the same thing. I'm not a software guy, and the only one I will use is one that hosted guy. Will, it. yeah, it's. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sticking with Matt. That's two, Steven. Um, Bruce, how are you going to get Printavo to get the award for 2025? What's the roadmap for that? <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, I'm going to actually, uh, there's a couple tools that we found at Campus Inc. that we used the daylights out of. Um, one is called Tango. Tango, um, it writes an SOP for you as it records the action that you're doing. Wow, and, cool. Um, uh, it then will play it back so you can follow it along as a click along to actually do whatever that is. And uh, this year has really been, as we've scaled up, has all been procedure focused and documentation. And so um, I think Scott actually told me about Tango, I want to say. It's Tango.us. Tango's been cool, kind of like a loom. Um, And then the other one is called Insightful. Um, uh, Jonathan actually gave me this. So we have quite a few VAs that work at Campus Inc. overseas. So we have a team in Honduras. Um, we have a team in the Philippines. I think over the there's about ten individuals, and there's always this like notion that you know VAs aren't going to do as good as stateside employees. And um, part of us scaling our company is you know, building things, breaking them, automating them, outsourcing them, and then repeating that over and over again. And what we did is we installed this tool called Insightful that actually will monitor um, VAs like overseas, like their computers, which sounds a little creepy. Um, but what it actually allowed us to to see is like how productive they were and what they're working on and then where they get stuck. And so it actually spits out a report every week that says how productive uh, your virtual assistants were. Um, and so it'll say like, you know, they only had 5% downtime where their, you know, keyboard wasn't running or um, they spent a lot of time in Adobe Illustrator and these software. So it actually made me like really believe in VAs even more um, because I just wanted to 
prove that it's like, one of those things where like people get a drill bit with a hot dog on it and it just hits the mouse over and over again so like they can do whatever they want to do um I, I i don't know if those tools exist or like the, <laughs> the mouse shaker or whatever but um we're trying to teach our team like stateside how to work better with vas um, because that is that is a part of our growth that we will have as a, as a new thing so um it was really eye-opening for our team and it actually was humbling for them as well to see it um and then i feel really good about bringing on another va or bringing on another one or saying like nick wood we need another artist we've capped or maximized it and so um that's been a really good tool for us um that we've really liked it's awesome sounds creepy but yeah <laughs> but it's keeping people accountable too you know what i mean like it's keeping people on track so yeah i mean do you guys use GraphX or vas overseas i don't use vas overseas i've thought about it i just again it's like a scary territory for me but hearing you say stuff like that makes me feel a little bit better about it yeah um we have a team and and they do like accounting they're doing everything they're in every single part of the business um so uh andy you use graphics too right yes oh yeah yeah um sweet sexiest person you skipped one no. Oh, okay. <laughs> best conference trade show. Um, sorry about that. Number seven. Yeah. Um, I, I can I can go first. Or I, I don't know who's who, who's there. Who all is looking at me? It felt like everybody was looking at me. Um, at so, wow, Andy didn't go to very many trade shows or conferences this year. Sandy's back hurt, but I lived vicariously through uh, uh, the number one. Uh, podcast co-host over here, Dylan. And hey, that's me. I would say, um, um, I feel like if I could go back in time, um, my my favorite one always is Print Hustlers. I mean, um, for the reason that uh, you guys sort of talked about before, and that is, it is not about equipment or supplies. Um, you get to hear. From uh, different perspectives, I guess, from business owners or just people that have been successful in, in doing something. And that's always nice to hear. And um, it's inspiring to hear. Um, yes, the hangs are great, especially in Newport Beach. Um, I mean, that's a great area who can't uh, find something to do there. And the weather is always nice. It's like 65 or 70 degrees every single day. So, I mean, I, I really wanted to go. I first frozen banana there. Oh. Um, I was probably the first person to buy a ticket uh, to to that show. And then I, um, one week before about or whatever, I found out that I was going to have surgery and I was like, oh, also so the I, first person to ask for a refund. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, Bruce, I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I'm the asshole. Uh, but I, can I get a refund? I can't come. And so you were very gracious and it gave it to me Dylan a the ticket. Should have made him stand up. Yeah. Anyone need tickets? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so I, that would be, I wasn't there, but I, I saw um, on Instagram, I said, I talked to Dylan and I saw the, like the guest speakers and the keynotes and all that kind of stuff and look great. I mean, I, it is every year. You know, that's where I met you, Andy. And we hung out for like mm. an hour and talked. And then I realized you were 20 years older than me. And I was like, wow, there's... 
I have an old friend now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where we met was like, you mm -hmm. came up and we just started chatting and I was like, wait, you're shirt Kong. What the heck? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the good old days in Chicago. Yeah. That's that when was, that was we... the good old days. Mm -hmm. Times were nice. I'm glad it's not in Chicago though. Cause I'm Dylan, in Chicago. Dylan, are you going to give, give yourself some kudos and say the best conference was, um, the event that you guys did at Chicago. I was, I was going to say it because Andy didn't even bother to fucking bring it up. <laughs> um, I, I said it there, bud. Don't worry, I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, obviously, uh, Pro Hustlers was great. Um, I, I do, I definitely not try to blow smoke. I do think it is a great one to just go out and kind of hang out with people and, you know, the location was great. But I am super proud of, and I can say this because I didn't do as much work as Andy and Christina and Joanne did. Um, but the shirt show summer camp was pretty awesome this year. I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. We kind of had an idea from an episode and then decided to go forward with it. And Andy kind of took the reins and said, I'll do it at my place, which I feel like was a nightmare for him. And to a degree, because we probably spent well, a month polishing your floors, <laughs> making it good for people to show up. Yeah. Um, um but just in general, like, you know, we posted a thing on Instagram about it and it sold out in like 24 hours, which was pretty crazy. And Andy, fun. you can do it again. You were, Andy, you were worried it wasn't going to sell out. You called me like that. I was like, dude, just it's yeah, going to go. Events are nerve wracking. But yeah, that's. Do you, are you doing it again? Well, that's the thing is um, we did this one and it was a great topic. And I think that it was good. And we had the support of all of our friends that are fucking super smart and came out and did it. And, um, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we, again, we didn't know if anybody was going to come and then people came and it was great and it worked out. And now we have people bigger than us that have the space that are like, Hey, we would love to host it or we would love to have another one or whatever. And I mean, me and Andy have kind of talked about it, but I think we're going to try to do more of them. Not here. So not, not here. at, not at ShirtCon. No. Um, I would say that it helped level up our, our shop in a way. It's sort of like when, you know, somebody is coming over and you're like, Oh, Oh shit, I've got a vacuum or I've got a mop or I've got to push some stuff under the bed, you know, to make, make your place look better. And so it's, um, we did some of that stuff and, you know, on the other side of it, it was, everything was better. I think that I learned, uh, you know, how hard it was, how hard it is to put on an event. It's, 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 it is very, it's not easy. Like this is, it's a tough thing to do. Um, but I, I really had a lot of fun. It was, it was really cool to have a bunch of industry people come to uh, Shirkong and then, um, I mean, it wasn't just like Dylan and I were sharing knowledge. We were learning, you know, while we were having this camp. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to teach you how to print the best white. We're learning here, too, because like Ray is Ray that was here that has all this knowledge. Frank was here. Alex, you know, Crumline, Kevin from. So it was great. It was great to have everybody here. Yeah, I, I think when you the idea of hosting events sounds really cool. And then you start doing it and then you're like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. And it's really hard to enjoy an event while you host it. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Brett, um, who's kind of taken uh, print hustlers and ran with it. But um, around the event, just the amount of stuff, you know, Brett's doing and the team at Made Labs doing, like it's hard to actually enjoy it. So maybe we can all pitch in and help a little bit more. Um, so it's, the, 
it's the little things though too it's like you can get the big stuff you're like oh i've got the speakers i've got this i've got this yeah. but it's, it's the like stupid shit or like uh, yeah it's like bathroom, yeah. chairs or oh, eight. like for us our biggest thing was apparently we said in an episode mm-hmm. that there was gonna be like a fucking shuttle to take everyone from all the different things and the eating and whatever and then to us that was a joke i guess but to everybody else wasn't a joke so that's something we need to think about for the next one is like oh if we're gonna have off-site like dinners mm-hmm. like, like are we providing transport yeah like even are if we it getting wasn't, a bus even if it yeah. wasn't a joke i remember at print hustlers chicago there was supposed to be a shuttle yeah. to take us to we the boat to the river the oh and we and all walked shuttle, like 36 miles in the rain i will be there in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah 30 minutes later say mm-hmm. all right everybody from you we're walking yeah what sucks is that's what someone remembers they'll be like oh yeah they didn't have the, and you're like come on like right take an uber but uh yeah battle scars well it's the pretty- same thing with us doing the long beach happy hour thing and it was like me and andy were like you know we just want to give back to listeners like we're going to pay for it out of pocket we just want to like have drinks at a bar and then we rent what like we originally rented the outside like six tables or something and then we filled that and the entire inside. Yeah. And then the next year we're like, oh, let's just do it again. And then it was way worse. It was like it was you couldn't packed. move. You like literally couldn't it. move. And then all you hear from people is like, and again, like super grateful for everybody by far. But it was like, and we're learning is like nobody could get drinks because they couldn't move to go to the bar. And now it's like, all right, well, we need to do something a little bit different. So this year we're going to try to do something. So I think it's one of those things. It's like a learning thing. Like obviously like. The first print hustlers is probably way different from print hustlers mm-hmm. now because you guys have learned every year of like what to do and what not to do. So Dylan, fame is hard. It's hard to be popular. You're learning. You're doing a great job though. Okay, cool. Thanks. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? And speaking of uh Dylan doing a great job, nomination for the sexiest person. Is this just like in life or industry or I wonder industry. if we are on this episode? Thing written- if we have the same thing written down, it's gotta be, it's gotta be success, right? Oh, you're like something like different model. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah I've got something different here. Mm-hmm. All right, so, go ahead, Andy. All right, Andy. I'm going to lead it off. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So, wow. Um, this decision is hard. There's so many sexy people in our industry, but it came down to um, a person who's got the brains and the brawn. Mr. Matthew Michael Marcotte, uh, because also <laughs> why, he is. Why are we pumping up Matt so much in this episode? We need to, we need to add it a lot of this out. It's going to go to his head. Yeah, well, <laughs> he has uh, a sexy voice also. I mean, come on. It's just the list is too long and he's a sweetheart. So would smash next question. <laughs> I second Matt Marcotte had him written down. Didn't move my hand. Damn, dude. And, um, you know, I got to do, I had the pleasure of doing burpees for one day with Matt Marcotte and, you know, even his, his sweat is sweet, um, <laughs> but we do strawberry jam. Yeah. Uh, Matt Marcotte, you're going to show this to your wife and she's gonna be like, what the heck? <laughs> Two votes, Matt Marcotte, sexiest mm-hmm. person of the year. I mean, I'll third it yeah. just because I love him. Well, but well, who, did, still. Who, who did you have? I had success. I okay. think I think he's I think he's a handsome fellow. Yeah. See, like I wouldn't put Matt Marcotte on the cover of an express magazine per se. I'd put Jonathan on. No, Marcotte would be on the cover of like um what, what's that store in the mall 
with like hot a, topic no yeah um, like a hot topic type <laughs> model abercrombie uh <laughs> all right bruce I got, got Justin Lawrence. When I saw his butt tattoos getting in that cold plunge, if someone could pop <laughs> up another photo again, um, I was sold. I, mean, I have I seen Justin. Like, I have seen Justin naked. So yeah, I mean he's posted yeah. on Instagram, but I think he deleted it. So hopefully someone saved it. Yeah. Mm. He sent he, me pictures he, from a hotel room a few times of him just like fucking <laughs> bare ass standing out by a window or whatever. So I me mean, is a sexy creature for sure. He's well, on our show, we we took off our clothes. Yeah, we all we, got shirtless. Yeah, at yeah. the end, yeah. So I mean, he is not bashful. If you ever run into him, just ask him. And well, we both kissed him on the lips. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> that was actually at um, we were in Chicago. COVID. Um, <laughs> That's how yeah. COVID started. We were patient zero. <laughs> we went to a a pizza place that night before before Print Hustlers uh, kicked off, and there was like. Thousands and thousands of people, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how COVID started. Okay, is that it? Next category: best kisser. Dylan. <laughs> well, I got two left. All right, all right. Next category: wildest predictions. This is interesting. Curious to hear what you guys think. Steven, you want to kick this one on? Wildest prediction. Um, we've seen a little bit of shakeup in the space. A uh, couple shops that have closed down. I think there's going to be some shop consolidation this year. I think that shops that have been around are going to start to put their heads together and say, why don't we put our businesses together? Um, because I think we're all getting to a point where we recognize what we're good at. We recognize what we're bad at and we're not afraid to ask for help. And I think we know what we want. And so I think as those businesses start to mature, those mature decisions for quality of life are going to start to happen. So I I predict shops will be bought, sold, or consolidated this year. There you go. I don't want to throw shade. And I don't want to bring it up, whoever it is. But there is a shop that kind of some shit happened with recently. And it's terrifying. Like yeah. stuff like that. It's like. I mean, you can mention it. I think it's everywhere. Are you talking about Second City Prince? Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but Bruce, I guess, will. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like all over. Like every group, I think, is talking about it or text group yeah, um, or Facebook. Group. And I, again, like, I don't know what happened. It's not my shop. It's it's whatever. I can I can make assumptions as to why it happened because I know their market and I know like what they do. But again, like it's just to like I've been there. I've toured that place and I was in awe of that place. And I know people there. And to just know that like shit like that happens where they have to just be like hey we have to shut our doors and you know everything's getting like we're talking in groups about what's getting sold and what equipment prices are going to be and all this other stuff and it's like i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be on the chopping block and have people be like well i'm gonna buy this press and what kind of deal could i get on this and everything else and it's like i feel like the big shop the big me the mentality of being like, oh, I have like 18 autos and I want to strive to have this massive warehouse with all these people is not as appealing anymore. And it's not going to happen. And I've said it a couple of times, like, I feel like more and more in the future now, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I have a a six color and eight color auto and I have three or four of them and anything over six colors is going to be digital. And, you know, I'm running screen printing, but it's the one, two, three color prints and I'm going to keep it to. 10, 12 employees because I have six people that can run a heat press and six people that can run a mm -hmm. run an auto or work the office. 
And even now, like we were just talking the other day about how fucking AI is basically going to have a thing where it can be our entire customer service team and get back to emails instantly and like everything else. And it's like, what's that going to change in a year when you don't even need office staff? Yeah, that's actually, uh, that's my wildest prediction. So I, I took this to mean um, something that you wouldn't see coming, um, but it still, I guess, is a, is a prediction. So maybe it, that's a paradox, but I would say that AI will replace, and I wrote down half the workforce because I think ultimately it may, but I mean a giant chunk of the workforce. You're going to see layoffs. I think you'll see a weird shift happen or, or shuffle. Maybe you should say like a reshuffle because it's going to do so much, you know, like in, in, a, in a situation where you're... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild. And so what happens to um, those teams? You know, do they do they find, uh, you know, where do they go? Like, does it, do we shift back to production here in the States? You know, what happens? And so, um, I don't know, but I think that obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but I think it's going to happen faster than we think. And so, um, I, yeah, I predict a lot of, uh, like a big, I guess I, I like a, a shuffle, if you would, is what I, I would call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A reshuffle. Yeah. That's what I had. I had two things. Mm -hmm. I think one was I was wondering if all the large press manufacturers were the money that they spent on, you know, digital printing and DTG related equipment is now pivoted and spent on DTF or heat press related equipment. Like what is the innovation that could really happen there? That could be fascinating, right? I mean, some of those machines right there put together are half a million to a million dollars to get started. And obviously must have required millions to even get to that point of being production ready. So, <clears throat> you know, could that pivot really drive some, some really cool innovation in this space to help lot shops? I feel absolutely. And then my second one was definitely artificial intelligence, which feels like the new naming of like machine learning, but is the practical version now where like anybody can make like a, you know, market can make this GPT thing or, you know, I, I was taking we were working on Steven's uh, Printavo data and just asking it questions about reporting and you can create charts. You could, you know, tables, anything you want, it'll analyze it. It's unbelievable. And does it replace people though? I, I do think though, it just shifts people where, you know, it's like agriculture when tractors and things came in and you're not using plows and cattle and so on. It's just like people shifted. Maybe you're, maintaining the tractors or you're driving the tractors or you're selling the tractors or whatever. And so I think the markets will definitely shift, but absolutely for the better. I'm not sure if anybody really wants to be answering customer service questions on a repetitive thing that a bot can be able to respond back to and handle better. I mean, for me, like I'm a foil hat guy. So, and I, I just, I don't know, things scare me like that, but it's also like, do we as the general public have like the fucking easy bake oven version of this shit? And then the people who are smarter than us and closed doors groups, do they have like the supercomputer version of this where like stuff like that is going to take over the world? And we're all thinking like, oh, this cool little chat GPT thing that's like I wrote my paper with it. But really, they're they have shit that's going to replace like big business and the way the world works. Well, that's what scares I think me. If you think about our industry, 
right? Like the the big companies in our space, the custom inks, the printfuls, they probably have dedicated AI teams, right? Like several engineers that are just innovating on it. I think that's where Dylan, like the easy bake, we don't know what's going to come. We don't know right. what custom ink could come out with in a second. You're like, oh crap, right? right. Um, and so that I think is probably probably the scariest part. But I think for, for us, I'm excited because it gives our employees more like bandwidth, right? Like one person can answer more customer service emails instead of, you know, what they normally do. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just giving them, giving our teams better tools that make their job easy um, that we think is second nature now. So, yeah, you know, it does feel like a huge efficiency boost um, mm-hmm. to do whatever you're doing before versus the full replacement uh, yet. So that's a good point. I will say I feel bad for artists that can draw by hand, like the the Wacom tablet guys, because it's like, damn, like I made some on GPT that I was like, this would have taken forever to cartoon. Um, so I kind of feel bad for them. There was a guy, there's a bunch of designers that I follow just because I'm interested in that kind of thing. And uh there's one who always shares his knowledge on like to other designers of like, this is how you should, you know, do your pay structure or whatever. Like, this is what you are actually worth and all this other stuff. And he goes through and he's like, oh, here's a, a beginner pricing thing. And it was like, by the time he got through it, it's like charge for your time, charge for this, charge for revisions. It was like $1,200 for a design, like a t-shirt design or whatever. I was like, dude, in what world is that going to fly anymore? When you can just go, Andy made a fucking graphic for us for a chat for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I could go into these things, especially like I like I talked about this last episode, but I went to MNR and went in the player's room and sat down and it was like, hey, do you want to come up with a design uh, in an idea right now between idea to printed shirt was less than five minutes. And it was like, I came up with a, like, it was a dumb idea, but like it was complicated looking design. And it was like high res, perfect, beautiful printed done shirt in less than five minutes. It was a Sasquatch alien fighting a mech guy on another world. And it was like fully awesome and done in fucking like three minutes. Hopefully they were able to do that on a 1717 for you. They actually didn't have a 1717 stock. I I requested one. You threw it on the ground. Yeah, I have it. 3001. (laughs) <laughs> like i don't even think i'm gonna wear it i just brought it to the shop to show them like dude this is fucking what we're up against you know what i mean like yeah we need to we need to stay on it because this is what's happening this is what's coming and i don't know it's just it's everything's changing so fast now it's it's insane the last point on this and i think steven you said this in your talk that that really hit was the generation that's growing up with this stuff and not sort of adapting to it, like we, we are kind of rolling with the punches and adapting is just going to be at such a, an advantage coming in like Gen Z or, you know, people now that they use it for their homework, they use it for day-to-day stuff versus like our kind of special projects. Um, I mean, gosh, they're, they're going to quickly think of these solutions like way faster and be able to get to, to solve problems a lot quicker so those business owners are going to be powerful. Yeah, it's if like I were a teacher, even my kids, my fucking eleven-year-old, and she brought home math homework the other night that was like word problems, and she sat there with her tablet and just asked Siri all the questions. <laughs> she yeah, didn't even so have to do it. She was just like, "What is the blah 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 blah?" And Siri was like, "This is the answer," and just like it was done and over with. It was like, yeah. where was that shit when we were kids? Like I had to cheat off of people. She's just like, 
asking the internet. But then I got to thinking about it too. I'm like, how can the teachers argue this at this point? It's like, you know, back when we were kids, it was like, you can't use a calculator. It's like, everybody has access to this shit right now. Like, I know they're supposed to absorb it and learn it, but like internet or wi-fi okay if the internet goes down in the world the world's i mean at the school i'm not worried about math at that point but he pulls the plug like his dial up on the shop feeling (laughs) it if an artist applies for you today and they're a chat gpt dolly mid-journey just wizard versus an artist that can do stuff traditionally by hand who are you like it's just as good I mean, it's like give them kudos for learning how to use the keys that that it's just a tool like they're right. they have. But the I'm next sure they're way faster at doing it with revisions and everything else. Um, and more importantly, your um, it's budget also like budget friendly. So you it's free or it's twenty dollars a month uh, versus thousands a month. Right. Or, so I, I would say that sometimes it comes down to just finances. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, not- like my heart and my soul wants to see a guy or a girl like hand draw design and go through the whole process. And it's got all this, you know, their brush strokes or whatever and everything in it. But Mm -hmm. in reality, I have a customer that comes to me and says, I want a fucking wizard riding a unicorn fighting kittens. And the guy who hand draws it, I have to give him the idea, get a sketch six days later. And then that sketch gets turned into something that they drew out and colored and everything else and then another revision here we are two weeks later mm-hmm. whereas this wizard that comes in that knows everything about ai can crank it out in three minutes and he's like hey here's a print ready art file send it off to the customer to get approved which is probably automatic anyway because there's some fucking zaps or apps or some bullshit that fucking sends it off and then it's done in like a half an hour that's the argument is like yeah. you can't argue with that all right what to bet on in 2024 number 10 place your bets uh humanity not dying and ai not taking over going to mars living mm-hmm. in a bunker i have one <laughs> two three four i have four um shop closing so you mentioned that a couple back I think that there will see some shop closings. I think that for multiple reasons, DTF takeover. So DTF will continue to grow, um, whether it's in your bedroom or your garage or your dorm room or your car. I don't know. You can do DTF anywhere and you can learn how to do it in about 15 seconds. Uh, Oh, Costco. Um, I have that (laughs) stock as a buy. You're going to want to put that in your portfolio, buy a bunch of Costco, because every time I go there, it's fucking crowded as shit. So and um, I love it all times of the day too. Is Costco just an always buy. It could be its own. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I love Costco so much. I just want to like live there. And then my final thing is that uh, you're going to bet on this. My back is going to feel better. Um, oh yeah, brother. Every hour every day every week it's... I'm, hey i'm glad you're back <laughs> fucking bruce thumbs up <laughs> i'm glad you're back i'm glad you're i'm glad you're here that's a plus for me thank you thank you dylan it means a lot uh, i i'm gonna go personally on this one and i'm going to mm. be healthier i'm gonna be more understanding this year i'm going to focus on how to be a better boss with 
being compassionate, but also firm. I had a discussion with Christina yesterday about um, my personal problem. This is getting intimate, but it's like, is people pleasing? And there's a thing about people pleasing being kind of like uh, taking the path of least resistance with a lot of things. And I think I need to just be more firm on what is right and wrong and just tell people that instead of just trying to find all the ways around it to people, please. Um, and I think that's going to translate to kind of what me and Andy are talking a lot about at Long Beach, which is how to have basically to hire in this day and age where you have to think about things like that, about people and feelings and whatnot. So I think the more we can get around this AI thing and create our businesses and whatever is to just keep like a heart and soul. Cause I feel like a lot of people will still want to buy from companies that are just good humans. So that's what I'm going to focus on this year. Chris, like it. Yeah. Um, I've been really enamored with people figuring out their, their business sweet spot and um, spending some time trying to figure out like, is there a way that you can more so calculate this to get more detailed? But we talk about the envy of a large shop or people or, or just machinery, all this other stuff. Right. And when we talk to people, it's clear that people who have grown bigger businesses have said, yeah, I, I actually think, you know, this size was probably the best size and I kind of swung way over and now I'm over here, but I, I can't like, I can't go back without a lot of pain. And so how do you figure out like where your sweet spot is? And, and, and I think that's just the most profitable sort of best, best lifestyle for, for the owner and the team. Um, and then how to really just keep maximizing that. Cause I do, I do think that it's easy, like a bell curve, it's easy to go over it based on your type of business and so on. And so, you know, if that's using contribution margin or if that's, you know, uh, like really dialing pricing to be better, turning away, like whatever it is, uh, I hope a lot of people find their sweet spots in 2024. Sweet. All right. Uh uh, 2024 will be interesting. Um, the trajectory that our business is on, because we've taken outside funding, we have to stay on a, on a growth trajectory. So the business, um, is projecting to double in 2024 and it doubled wow. last year. Um, and that's the flight path that I have signed up for. So I have to figure out how that's going to work. Um, part of that is going to be hiring a lot more people. So we're probably going to I think we're at like 65, 70, we'll probably move to closer to like a hundred. And what that's also taught me is that I have to almost detach myself from the business. Like I cannot move the needle by myself whatsoever. There's nothing that I can personally do that will make, um, that will move the needle besides supporting my leadership team. And I think it's a weird feeling because the business for so long is your identity. And now mm. I'm, now it's my job. Right. And so, um, I almost have to remove myself. Like we're going to move, we're going to move our production facility. We're going to move our Chicago office this summer. We're going to go through all these crazy changes and there's nothing, there's no amount of hours in the day that I can do that will like move the needle on it. It has to be a force of people. And so I think this year 
it's going to be about me figuring out how to lead a group like that and surrounding myself with that because I've I've never done that before and I'm scared shitless. But um, when, when do you get to rest? Like, this is a real question. I'm not being like sarcastic. So, so like, this is actually pretty cool. In 2023, I've spent less time in my shop than ever before. Maybe one to two days a week in Urbana. Um, and so because we were able to hire like really talented employees, um, CFO, CTO, VP of marketing, um, HR, all those things, my day-to-day job has gotten so much easier. Um, in fact, there's times where I'm finding myself like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing right now versus just getting in the weeds and, and, and messing around? Um, so actually this year has been pretty well balanced. Um, and I'm hoping that I can keep growing on that. Cause I think if you were to talk to me two and a half years ago or three years ago, I was burning out, like yeah. working crazy, crazy hours. And, um, uh, this year I've, I've, I've been able to balance it. So like, but I, at what point I, does the business get to rest? Like not necessarily rest, but like, when do you all get to the point where you're like, all right, we fucking made it. Like we're comfortable. We can just like do our thing. Or do you always have to be like, um, there's people involved. Well, investors will make their money. Um, they want to make their money when there's some sort of liquidity event. Right. And so, you know, usually that's on a flight path of five to seven years. Right. And so they basically say you need to get from point A to point B in this time frame with these metrics. And if you do it, you're appetizing for another shark to kind of eat you up. So it's my job to basically take it from each point and then evaluate, okay, what do we want to do here? Um, do we want to raise more money? Do we think, you know, the business can sustain itself? Um, you know, uh, and we have no idea what's going to happen. So, you know, the flight path for the next year is a, is a two X path that we have to be on. So sounds fun. Hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> sounds fun. I mean, it weird, does weird, sound fun. Weird challenges. It's yeah. Good, challenge. It's a video game. Like you're getting to the next level. It's a simulation for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel you're like young, to be you know, a leader that you're not like that you have the self-control to not jump in, which probably all of us are like nowhere near close to mastering. Like, I feel like that's next level skill ninja, you know. That's where like Justin Lawrence isn't in his company Slack channel. I'm like, damn, I need to get myself <laughs> out of Slack. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I don't know. It'll be a fun year. Yeah. This is fun. Dylan's gotten off of the Slack channel. He just gives post-it notes. I just hang, I just slide them under the door. I keep my door shut now and the notes coming in and out. 8.32 a.m. But <clears throat> I kind of want to... Bathroom, Dylan. Andy and Dylan, you guys have spent less and less time in your shops on a day-to-day. Have you found that better for you? Or are you... I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? You want me to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't first. think i've ever asked you that and you've been like no i want this um it's good and bad it's good in the fact of i'm again i'm stepping out of it and i'm getting a lot of the personal attachment and feelings out of it like me and um me and jared at akt were talking about this the other day when we were talking about uh uh employee issues and stuff like that and then they kind of say stuff about the business and you're not supposed to take it personally but like everything to me is personal like when i'm in it all the time everything is personal and it affects me and stresses me the fuck out 
But if I can step back and put policies in place and put management in place and all this other stuff to, it's just like, Hey, yeah, we can have a fun work environment, but we can also like kind of play it by the rules. Then things have been running so much more smooth because there's a lot less emotion involved and a lot more like, Hey, this is just what we do. Um, so that's been really cool. And I've been just straight up for the last probably like year or two, just working on the business and it's been great because I stay in my lane, I stay in my office and I just get to work on like getting cool new clients in and I get to travel and I'm just doing kind of whatever I want to do. But the catch 22 in that is that I have people all the time that are like, Oh, Hey, I placed an order with you, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I didn't even know if it was here or not. Like it came in, it, got printed, went out the door, and I didn't even see it. And that kind of is sad to me to a degree. But we've had a lot of really cool opportunities because I've had time to just sit at my desk and or travel and meet somebody and get a really cool new client. So that, that's so been Why would that awesome be sad? Or like, how do you think about that? What do you mean? You said that it's sad that you don't know the, the flow of, okay, this customer ordered and got their stuff already. Because that's what you, that's how I started. That's how I, mm. like, I love the, I love like meeting people and talking to customers and seeing cool things being printed. And I like the, you know, in the shop, like we say we get like a 12 color sim process print for some band that we all like or whatever. And or some comic book that we all think is cool. And then we're all out there around the press, like looking at it, like, fuck yeah, this came out sweet. And like, actually let's add a highlight white here. Let's, let's play with this here and let's tweak it. And then you get it done and you're like, fuck yeah. Like we all as a team, like made this sweet print and we're all stoked on it. I don't have that as much anymore. Like I'm out of it. Like, and mm -hmm. that's, that's sad to a degree of not being out there with your friends, like fucking high-fiving over like a print. Like we might do something really cool and I know it's my customer and I go online and I see on Instagram, I'm like, oh, they got a new shirt. That's really cool. And then I ask one of the salespeople, I'm like, did we print this? Because like, I never saw it. And they're like, yeah, we did that last week. And it's just like, fuck, like <laughs> I never even saw it. Yeah. That was going like, to be my, my response uh, is sort of similar for me. It's bittersweet, you know, because um, I'm in a different era now, I guess you could say um, of, of my, uh, of my career, because I, I like being in the trenches with the team. I like, I think it's fun trying to make the trains run on time, you know, like, oh, we have, you know, 10 hours of printing with only eight hours to do it. How do we figure that out? Like, I want to be in there hands on. I like making stuff. Um, and sure, we're making things, we're, we're building a company that's also an art. And that's also you're creating and you're making something um, on that end. But I like being like getting my hands dirty too, like and getting ink on them and things like that. And so I miss that. And, and actually, I'm not going to be able to crush stacks again, you know, like those days are over because I've done that. Um, I've printed infinity shirts. I mean, I, I was telling Kyle, like I, it's fun to run. It's fun to code screens, you know, because we have this auto coder, it's brilliant, like robot, you just put the screen in there and it makes this, it coats the screen and then you put them in the racks. I can rack, you know, screens to like, they get about a, like, I would say waist level and then I can't bend over you know, to put them down all the way. We'll have to build custom racks or I'll have to have a robot. We need a robot that puts the screen in the lower, the lower racks for me. So, I mean, I like being involved in the production of things. I think it's fun. Uh, but I also like now I'm, I guess I'm going to have to, um, in terms of 
Where do I, where am I going to get satisfaction? Where's the re reward going to be from having this place? Well, it's, it's going to have to change. It's going to have to, it's a different era. Like, like Taylor Swift, you know, we all have different eras. <laughs> it's funny that you, you say that too, because there was a time a couple of weeks ago where Rich, the guy who does like, uh, runs the, uh, the reclaim and like all this other stuff. And he was out sick for a couple of days and screens were starting to pile up a little bit. And I had said something to Bill like, Oh, I'll come out and clean screens. And he kind of gave me a look of like, yeah, right. You're not going to come clean screens. But I was like kind of stoked. Like I have in my office, like right across from me, I have like shit clothes when I have to like work on something or whatever, put them on. I went out and I started up the reclaim and I was running screens through it. And he kept coming over to me. You could tell he was uneasy. He kept coming over to me. He's like, don't worry about this. I'll get this. Like he felt bad that like I was doing it, but I wanted to do it. I was like, I was play. like, yeah. right. Like I want to come out and like, I want to like see these screens go from this pile to nothing. And like, I want to fucking do it. Just leave me alone. Like I understand that like I'm the boss and you're, you see me doing this job that you feel like I shouldn't be doing, but like, I, I just genuinely wanted to just sit there with my headphones in and like fucking run screens for like four hours. Like, I just miss like being out there and doing stuff. I think what's arguably the coolest part about listening to you both reflect on that is, you know, you've earned the ability to do that because you guys run awesome businesses. I don't know. And so um, you're going to fill that time with something no differently than Bruce made the analogy of the the plow to the tractor. Uh, yeah. But and like, I think, I think that's, that's the thing super, though too, is that's it's super cool you just look at it in a different way. Like it's the business is running good. I can do a different part of my life now and I can do what I, kind of what I want. But again, like I get to work on cool clients that I didn't have before and I do different things. It's just different. It's like when you think back of glory days, like high school or being in a band, you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, those were cool. Like, I wish I could do that again. But yeah. then you go back and do that again and you're like, fuck, I'm glad I get to like travel next week and <laughs> not do that. You'll, yeah. you'll bring back you'll bring back buttons bruce you haven't said anything yeah bruce what's your answer to that you have different eras you were the when i first met you you were developer era and then you became a social media star and now you're like just a surfer boy so i mean tell us like what is it <laughs> what is it like um to be to not have your hand in the business quite the same how does it how does it make you feel um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that there's definitely an identity. I don't know if the right word is crisis, but that's sort of what pops in my head of like, um, everybody got into it kind of being a builder or me being a product person. And then when that doesn't happen, it's funny. I had a lunch with a mentor. I remember years ago about this because I loved building product, you know, designing and coding and all that stuff. But obviously the business needs to pull you away from what you got started from doing. And he told me, he was like, look, like, do you want to be product guy or do you want to be CEO? And I was like, damn, that's harsh, but direct enough that I like it and helps point me in the right direction. Um, I, I would say, yeah, but you know, with, with this new chapter, I personally, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely an identity, like figuring out what is sort of your new chapter want to look like. Um, and figuring that out, you know, I think we all have expectations probably that that would be a month thing or that should be easy, but it probably takes years to really 
be able to get into your new niche, like your your first niche of just always building and just being busy. And then the second is not that. And so what does that actually look like? Um, that also creates the fulfillment. Personally, like I, I'm, I like having a bit more balance now instead of so diving into one thing. So A, you know, the, the being out in the water and like really wanting to get good at, at my health and serving and spending time there. And then B like obviously helping still with the product or with content stuff. And then also just like learning, like talking to other apparel manufacturers or people in marketing or people in sales, or we're in this group called Hampton. That's like, you know, there's all these other business owners in there too. That is fascinating as well and creates a better balance for me where, um, you know, you don't get super burnt out going in one way or the other. I think it all gives us an opportunity too to like look for new things. Like I'm envious of Steven in a way of like he has this like again, like this video game of like, oh, I get to level up and I get to work on this and see new exciting things and whatever. And like I miss that here at the shop of like, yeah, I'm building a business, but and I also think I the business is where I want it. Like I have the amount of employees I want, I have the amount of impresses I want. My building I own and I've renovated the whole thing. Like I have nothing left to renovate. So now I'm sitting here thinking like, what's my next fucking video game? Like, and now I'm thinking about starting another business. Like I fucking, do I do buttons again? Do I, I want to start like a craft soda company or do I fucking get into real estate and start I think, buying uh, tiny homes and like, I think you need a giant field and you just need to mow it. Like, dude, nice I did lines. that already. I bought like, that lake property just to mow. And that's all I did <laughs> last year was just fucking mowed. And it was glorious mow chapter. Loved it. You know, so Justin good. Lawrence actually said something that stuck out a lot to me, which was there's this society sort of expectations of how you're supposed to run your company and how you're supposed to almost live your life and go through the, your different chapters. But the reality is, is in and I quote, he says, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And, and so he's like, if you want to close it down and go out and, you know, take everyone to a football game, do that. If you want to, you know, just leave and like Andy book a one-way ticket to, to Phoenix um, for a week, you can do that. And so that is the beauty when you think out, outside those constructs. Yeah. So this has been fun. The first annual shirties. And I don't know. I mean, um, I'm looking forward to, to next year, uh, all of us together doing the same sort of thing. So hopefully this, we've started some sort of tradition. I think, um, Bruce, you should take us out. I mean, uh, let's let the pro do it. <laughs> Look, from the host of the Shirt Showians, Andy and Dylan, to the Printavo Hustlin' Printing, Stephen and Bruce, myself, we are really excited to be able to have you guys at the first annual Shirties. Hopefully you had fun listening. This was fun for us, honestly. I appreciate you guys always being able to have these conversations. And we got to do it in person, too, because there's, mm -hmm. there's a certain uh level of of love just, it's called love yeah love and sweatiness that comes from being in person we'll see you guys on the next episode we appreciate you and uh see you at long beach too thanks boys thanks so much for listening hopefully that was informative don't forget to subscribe don't forget to like don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video if you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out it's really helpful we love to just be able to see it that means that we're doing a good job to subscribe hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button and i'll see you in the next episode bye